0: This is Shifting Our Schools episode 63, Kids These Days. If you're looking to become an expert designer of authentic, purposeful, technology-rich learning experiences for your students, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Well, welcome back to another Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for listening this week, and I hope you are enjoying your last few days of summer For those of you who have them left, I know some of my international teaching friends are already back overseas uh, preparing for the new year, and some of them have even started school. Here in the States, here in the US anyway, I know that there are some school districts that have had their back to school days already and are getting ready to go. Uh, here in the Northwest, we usually start later here in Washington. Uh, and so most of the time we start after Labor Day weekend here in the US. And so there's still plenty of schools uh, that aren't, uh, teachers aren't back yet and still on summer vacation. So wherever you are, if you're just getting ready for the new year or if you uh, have those last few summer vacation days left, I hope you're making the most of August as we get going into this new year. This week, we continue with our one-to-one summer of fun theme. As all summer long, we talk about different tips and tricks and strategies for teaching and learning in the one-to-one classroom. A little side note, if you haven't been following us on uh YouTube you might want to head over there and uh do a quick search for Eduro Learning you're going to find a playlist that is all for the one-to-one teacher and there's even more tips and tricks over there in a series that I put together I called it my 555 five, five series it's uh five videos with five tips or tricks in under 5 minutes and so there's some great little tips and tricks there along with some other videos that we have there for you as well. So just some other resources uh, other than listening to podcasts, you can follow us over on um, YouTube as well. Thank you also to all of you who have shared your favorite podcasts on social media and with your friends. I'm happy to report that last week we crossed the 10,000 download mark, which I think is just incredible. Uh, Since we've been producing this, starting shifting our schools back up In January, we've had 10,000 downloads, and every month, getting more and more. So I appreciate you sharing uh, with us, uh, sharing this podcast with other people. And and again, there's been so many people sharing like, oh, I love this episode. Last week, actually, we saw one of our favorite, uh, one of your favorite episodes, uh, by the looks of the downloads, were episode 61 on tips and tricks for setting up your LMS system this year. And that was uh, myself and my friend Steve Murphy from the Enumclaw School District, who's a high school social studies teacher. And also the creator of our Google Classroom course over at Edura Learning, talking about how would you set up your new classroom uh, this year? You know, one of the great things about starting a new year that I think we get as teachers that you don't get in other professions is we get to start over every nine months and, and actually do things differently. And, and with that, please make sure you check out all the new updates that Google just pushed out to Google Classroom. So right around Isti at the end of June, and then all through July, they've been pushing new updates. It's going going to look a little bit different this year. So if you're heading back into school and you haven't had a chance to log back into Google Classroom or go out and do a quick Google search for updates in Google Classroom, there's already some great YouTubes coming out that teachers are creating about some of the new features, some really great stuff uh, to consider how we're going to set up our learning management systems this year, along with those tips and tricks that uh, Steve and I uh, shared in episode sixty one so make sure you do that there 's also some really good updates that Google just pushed out to Google Maps and some of you might know if, if you 've been around long enough, you know how much I love maps. I love mapping skills, and I think there's so many ways to you map use maps across the curriculum at all age levels. so a couple things you might notice that I think are really cool and right now, I just checked on my phone uh, now that 's the time of this recording it hasn 't come to the phone app yet, but on on a computer uh, or on a Chromebook, if you go to maps.google.com and you start to zoom out. So in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little plus and minus to zoom in and zoom out. If you zoom out, you keep zooming out and all of a sudden the world isn't flat. And so they've taken the the roundness, I guess, of the world that you find in Google Earth and it's now in Google Maps. And so now we have actually, when it zooms out, uh, things are proportionate As they actually are. And I think that's such a great update. It's such a small update. Here's a little trick, though, uh, that I think is even cooler for in the classroom. And this is a little pro tip for you that you can take back to start your new year. As you're doing that in Google Maps, so you're at maps.google.com, you can zoom all the way out, and the Earth will turn round. And then in the bottom left-hand corner, you will see a little button that says Satellite View. And of course, most people know you can turn Satellite View on. But if you turn Satellite View on in Google Maps, and then you go back and you hit the minus button one or two more times, it will actually bring up space. And this is Google has, has built-in space to Google Maps. And you'll notice a, a new menu pops over from the left-hand side. And all of a sudden, you can go to Mars... You can go to Venus. Uh, you can go to the moon. You can go to a lot of moons, a lot more moons than I knew were out there. You can go to Pluto if you want, even though Pluto's not a planet. And even just recently, when I went there right before uh, I started recording, they've added a bunch more stuff. And so uh, you may or may not know that NASA has actually thrown some probes that are taking pictures of Saturn and Jupiter. They've added a ton of the moons of Saturn and Jupiter in there now that I didn't even know existed. I didn't know Pluto had moon. And all of a sudden that showed up today when I got in there, that Pluto's moon is now inside this Google space. It's such a really cool place to take kids and just another way to explore our universe. So check that out. That's maps.google.com. Again, right now it's only working uh, in a full web browser, but I'm sure it'll it'll be coming to the Android app and the uh, iPhone app as well. Uh, So just a couple geek out notices there uh, as we march on to the one-to-one summer fun. Also, just to let you know, this week's freebie, we've been giving out a freebie all summer long for our one-to-one launch. This week's freebie is our 10 hidden features of Google Docs that I think every student should know. We gave this away for a couple weeks earlier and we're back. If you missed it and you really want that free PDF, uh, you can head over. It's a great PDF that kind of walks through the 10 hidden features of Google Docs that I think would be perfect to make sure your students knew as you start the new school year. So you can download that. Uh, over at sospodcast.org slash one to one. And so if you can just go to sospodcast.org, across the top, there's a menu up there, and you can actually click on one to one. That'll take you to our Dural Learning website where you will find everything about our micro credential, including how you can download this free uh, PDF, the 10 Hidden Features. Of one to one. While you're there, you're going to want to check out our one to one micro credentials for teachers. I'm excited to announce that Tanya LeClaire will be our academy level coach. Tanya works in China and is just now getting settled in for the new school year. She left, I think, last. Tuesday or Wednesday, and so by the time she gets out there and time change and everything, I'm hoping to do a a recording with her next week, and we're hoping to have next week's episode, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Sheila Gearhart tweeted us and said, hey, loving the podcast, what are your recommended iPad apps? She works in an iPad school, and luckily, so does Tanya. So Tanya works in an iPad school, and I told her, I said, hey, what if we talked about this? She's like, oh my gosh, I've got so many apps, trying to narrow it down to what we're going to talk about on the podcast will be the problem, so be looking for that if you're in an iPad school or, or maybe you know a lot of iPads with younger uh, students is still very popular. So next week we'll be focused in on that uh, once Tanya gets over a jet lag and, and we get connected. And you'll get to hear from her as well and her excitement about being our academy coach for the one-to-one micro-credential. Of course, you can find out all the information about the one-to-one micro-credential over at sospodcast.org slash one-to-one. Again, that's going to redirect you to our eduro learning one-to-one page, where you'll be able to see exactly uh, what that's about. And that's kind of what I want to talk about this week. And um, while I was running, I had this thought that hit me the other day that I hear from time to time, and not all the time, but from time to time about how, quote, kids these days just aren't engaged in learning, which is true. All of the data from students surveyed for, uh, show that students aren't engaged. In fact, I will link this in the show notes, but a 2015 Gallup poll of over a million students across the US showed that engagement in schools drops from fifth grade at 75% to 34% by grade 12. Only 34% of seniors say that school is engaging. We have an engagement problem in our schools, and yet we've never had more tools and more resources to engage students. So that led me to this question. As I was running the other day, I think every teacher should be asking themselves, and here's the question. Are kids not engaged in the way I teach, or am I not teaching the way kids are engaged? Let me say that again. Are kids not engaged in the way I teach, Or am I not teaching the way kids are engaged? I think we have to get to a place where we have to own some of this engagement. That might seem like a simple flip of a statement, but I think it's huge as it puts the onus of engagement on us as educators. If students plagiarize, that's on us as educators, not them. If students give you an answer that they found on Google, That's on us for asking easy questions. We need to be able to ask questions that aren't Googleable. We need to have problems for students that they can't just go out and Google. If you give students a question they can Google, of course, they're going to go out and Google it. That's what you would do too. There is no resource or textbook that your school district can buy for you in a one-to-one school. And I think that's part of the work that I love doing with school districts and the work I love doing with teachers is understanding there are no resources out there for this. Your district can go and adopt a new textbook or a new curriculum, and it's not going to be for the one-to-one school. It's, it's not out there. That, that's what teaching is. That's on us as educators. That's what being an educator is about, is looking at all of these resources I have. I have my textbook. I've got my standards. I've got my content I have to teach. I've got the internet at my fingertips. And how do I use all of that to engage students? The last three years, I've been working with Auburn School District here in the state of Washington, and actually the last two days, I've been in some deep conversations with the teachers there. You've heard about Auburn from before. Even last week, I had Michael and Trina uh, on last week's episode, and I just spent those two days with 40 teachers creating new units with the textbook as a resource, not textbook as curriculum, textbook as a resource. Two days. And I have two more days in October. This district has spent the time, energy, and money to learn to teach teachers how to engage kids differently. That is why we created the micro-credential at Edura Learning. We work with school districts like this in long-term embedded professional development. In Auburn, it's been a three-year process To get to these last two days where we actually took one unit and we really looked at what does authentic, purposeful engagement look like with kids. It's not a one-off PD session. It's not two hours after school. It's been a three-year process to get to a place where we are starting to think deeply about this idea of engaging kids differently when you have all of these resources at your fingertips. The problem is you might not be in a school district that understands that or doesn't have the money or doesn't have the leadership in place to think differently about this generation and how to engage them in today's media-rich, complex world of information. And that's... Our goal, the reason why we created the micro-credential is, yes, we love working with school districts that, you know what, the leadership teams on board, we will sign a three or five year contract and we will help you get to that new place. But not every school district is there. And yet there are teachers in those school districts that are ready to move. That is what the micro-credential is for. That's why we created the micro-credential. If you are a teacher in a school district, if you're one teacher at a school and you're already listening to podcasts like this and reading blogs and thinking differently and going to conferences and you're frustrated, the micro-credential is for you that you have 24 weeks with a coach by your side to think about teaching and learning differently. That's really what this is about. It's about having a coach. It's about setting out a professional development plan and thinking through all of this stuff and having somebody there by your side to bounce off those ideas with. And we get 10, 15 people in a micro-credential you have other like minded people to help and support you in that journey as well, because it's a journey. You don't just flip a switch one day and start teaching differently. It is a long term process, and that's the work that we love to do. And so, if you find yourself in that situation, if you are a teacher or you and a teacher, uh, teaching partner are just frustrated with the system and you're looking for some, some support to do things differently. That's what these micro-credentials are for. That's what we are here for. And that's why we're so excited to be launching the one-to-one micro-credential for teachers who find themselves in a one-to-one classroom, knowing that they should be doing things differently, but haven't been supported from within their district to maybe be, maybe do that. And so we will spend the year with you. We can say kids these days, all we want. But the reality is, these are the kids we have. These are the kids we love, and it's our job to prepare them for their future, not our past. It's our job to make our content, our class engaging for them. It's our job to be more compelling than what's in their phone, to spark their curiosity and creativity, to help them want to know how to learn. That's the job of an educator today. And I hope that's your goal for this new school year. Until next time, we'll see you on the network. Thank you for listening to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Shifting Our Schools is part of the EDURO Learning Podcast Network. For more great content, visit sospodcast.org or follow us at EDURO Learning on Facebook and Twitter. Leave a review, rate, and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.